Get ready for that big test with Study.com. Study.com offers learning materials and test prep, even LSAT study prep guides for all of my legal nerds listening. Unfortunately, there aren't any wine study guides, and believe me, I did check. Listeners can get 30% off their first three months of any subscription level using the promo code CRIMEOVERWINE. Again, that's promo code CRIMEOVERWINE, no spaces, for 30% off your first three months at Study.com. Learn faster, stay motivated, study smarter with our sponsor, Study.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 44th episode of Crime Over Wine, the only podcast with head-scratching true crime stories that are just better over a bottle of wine. I'm your host, Liam Collins, and y'all, I am, like, so excited. I can't even begin to, like, I can't I can't hide it. I just can't. About my guest co-host this week, you know them, you love them. They are the ladies of Like Mother, Like Murder, Rachel Holloway and Heather Northcraft. Hello, ladies. I'm so excited to have you both back. <laughs> excited to be back on crime over wine yes excited to talk about some crime and yeah. drink that wine <laughs> that's you came to the right place heather you came to the right place so rachel and heather were last in the podcast way back in episode 12 where we covered the darley routier case you can hear part one on this podcast and part two on their podcast like mother like murder and, you know, back then they were known as the Wine Time Ladies, but you have since, like, totally rebranded, and we love a good rebrand, um, over to, like, Mother Like Murder. And so I want to know what inspired that whole thing um, while I open the bottle of wine that we're going to be drinking. So what's the vibes here? Okay, so let me see if I can multitask and open my bottle <laughs> while we also tell you a little bit about our rebrand. So we got to our year anniversary of our um, podcast wine time we did and we just like were reflecting on the year and reflecting on what the podcast meant to us and i think ooh, that was a lovely sound that was, that was a good pop. that was really good pop. thank really goodness good pop. you had a good one um <laughs> and we just decided you know let let's get let's kind of go towards something that leans a little bit more towards what we feel that podcast is really about so mm. we changed our name from wine time to like mother like murder. And I think it kind of just represents that we are like spending more time on the crime. <laughs> yes. But we're not giving up our motherly roots. Like we're definitely still trying to bring and we are still a mom cast in every sense of the word. It's just that now we do do a little more crime heavy um <laughs> Things. Well, let's talk about the wine we're drinking this week um, because everyone knows that's my favorite part of the podcast. This week we are drinking Broadsides Cabernet Sauvignon. It p- opens with a perfumed bouquet teasing hints of violets, black cherry, and cedar, and flavors of blackberry, hints of cola, and subtle notes of vanilla. And cola, so I get like like soda, like like Pepsi, Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. that kind of thing from, mm-hmm. from that. 
Um, I'm not a soda guy at all. Like, I really like. I'll drink Me like either. a like a sprite every once in a while and a ginger ale, and that's pretty much the extent of my like soda loving. So I'm really curious to see if I'm gonna like this one for that reason. Yeah, with the so. cola, we have to see how strong it is. Right? <laughs> how strong it is? Right. I was gonna say soda wise, unless mm. it's used as a mixer for like a cocktail or a drink. Like, I'm not <laughs> <Yeah>. drinking. <laughs> what is soda? We all know where our priorities lie. Like, we're we're not shy about that. We like let's no. be real. We are about straight that. up. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're very real. Very, very real. I do taste the cola though. I do pretty strongly taste the cola for sure. Violets is it, I kinda glossed over that. What does a violet even taste like? I don't yeah, like in my head I'm thinking like lavender, but that's not yeah. the same thing. And no. I definitely well, you, am not picking yeah, that up. Definitely not. The blackberry for sure. Darker, a darker lavender. <laughs> is a darker lavender yeah like i'm picturing like like those red fruits like like a blackberry a, a, re- a like a raspberry kind of flavor ish but like why won't you just mm-hmm. say that that's mm-hmm. interesting the wine smells good i like smelling wine. that's, that's probably my favorite part of smelling of, of wine if we're being honest is that first initial flavor is that yeah. first initial sniff because then you can kind of really get a feel for what we're going for here yes so mm, yes you guys, this is good. Let's cheers. I, I want to yeah, cheers. Cheers. We didn't do that yet. Cheers, 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 cheers. cheers. So Thank glad you. to have you both on. And for like a really special reason too, right? Because we're doing something like a little different this week. And I'm so excited because this was Rachel's idea. And so I'm so excited that we're executing on this. Right. So this week, like I said, we're doing something a little bit, you know, offbeat, a little bit different. It is the holidays, right? This week, this episode is going to be dropping the day before Thanksgiving. And so we both... All three of us needed a little bit of time to catch up to catch our breath. Right, podcasting is yes. a lot of work, um, and so this week I am going to be handing over the mic to Rachel and Heather, and they are going to share a story with you all. They're going to talk about a case that they've already covered on their podcast, and so I'm just going to pass it over to the both of you. I know nothing about this case, and I like it that way. So. <laughs> It's the floor is yours. I'm so excited for it too because as a fan of not only you as a person as <laughs> like your podcast, I'm so excited to be here again. So this opportunity yes. is amazing and we're just really happy to be here and yeah. to to tell this story yeah. Yeah. with some wine. Definitely. Yes, with, with some, some wine. wine. And and I'm like settling in because I have my blanket and so I'm just like I'm chilling back here y'all. Like I'll yeah. like I'll pop in whenever y'all want me to, but like Yeah, you look cozy. You get cozy. So now that our glasses are full, let's go ahead and get into the case. So this is the case of Carrie Farver. So before we we do our dive into everything, I want to introduce some of the main players in the case because everything takes off rather quickly. Um, and mm. I just want to make sure we have set the scene on who our who our people are. So we have Carrie Farber. OK, she is a single mom. Um, her she has a son named Max, who's a teenager and she is kind of a badass. She's a computer programmer, which is not something, you know, a lot of women, you know, do. So um, and then we have Dave Krupa, who he is actually recently split from his longtime baby mama, who he had two kids with. OK, we have Amy Flora, who is Dave Krupa's baby mama. 
And then we have Liz Goliar, who is another single mother who recently met Dave on an online dating site. Okay. So now that we have set up who is in the story, let's further set the scene of this case. So it's 2012. Okay. And Dave, like I said, recently split from Amy, his baby mama. He decides to try online dating. Hey, it's 2012. I mean, you kind of got to, right? It's, it's, it's one of, it's, it's a major option out there. And Mm -hmm. he meets Liz Goliar. Okay, so they start seeing each other. And from the beginning, from the very beginning, Dave lets her know, hey, look, I'm not looking for anything serious. I just got out of a major relationship. I'm still, you know, dealing with baby mama drama. I just, you know, nothing serious. And Liz, single mother herself, is like, okay, for sure. I get it. I can appreciate that. Okay. Let's fast forward a few months later. Dave and Liz are still casually seeing each other. And Dave meets Carrie Farver. Okay. And again, when they start their relationship, Dave is like, hey, just FYI, we're keeping it cash. Okay. I'm not looking for anything serious or exclusive, which we can assume because he's also still saying Liz. Okay. And similar to Liz, Carrie is like, sure, single mom myself. Sounds good. Let's keep it cash. Now, quick question for the audience here. I guess you will have to work a little bit, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> casual dating, yes, no. Is this something that, you know, is like is casual dating like I speak from very little experience. I mean, I had a little bit of casual dating experience in college, but not a lot. So, like, how is how is casual dating? Is that, like, actually a thing? Casual dating's, uh, for me, I, I, I mean, just speaking minimally, but <laughs> just in the world, yes, it's fine. As long mm-hmm. as you communicate, and yes, mm-hmm. as long as you are very open with what you are doing, what you are expecting, what your needs are, then 100%. A hundred percent is like my yeah. view. Sorry, Liam. I was like, boom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go ahead. No, well, well. So Dave is clearly getting around, right? I think that's like the implication here. Well, and yeah. I don't, and I like dating is is like a strong word. I think from what I am, or what my impression here is, right? Like I am assuming that Dave is using Liz and Carrie for specific. Oh, he's hooking up. Yeah, Yeah. that's how, that's what my thought process is as well. He's hooking up. Okay. 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 Well, so, so I am right there with, with Rachel, as long as everyone, as long as Liz and Carrie are like, sure. Like, okay. As long as Dave is saying like, you know, yeah, there's Liz. Yeah. There's Carrie. Like Carrie knows about Liz. Liz knows about Carrie. Like, I think we're fine here. Like nothing wrong with that. Communication. Communication. Like we said, important, important. Okay. So um, one day, Carrie is actually going to spend um, the night at Dave's. And when she is there, um, she starts leaving into the hallway and she runs the hall. And this is one thing I, I wasn't able to confirm. Was this inside of the apartment or outside of the apartment? I'm hoping mm. it was the hallway outside of the apartment. But mm. she runs into Liz who is heading to Dave's to pick up some of her stuff from everything I can find. They didn't actually interact or anything. It was just a quick thing, almost passing by in the hall type situation. 
But this brief interaction would be the start of a years-long, what I like to call an entanglement. I don't know why instantly I was like, I was like, wait, how would they even know what the other one looks like? As if like 2012 was so long ago that there wasn't social media. People didn't have top eights, whatever it is on my side, you know? So let's remind ourselves 2012. So like the idea that like, like I am not going to lie when I was in college, I definitely around 2012, I definitely had a friend who could see a girl one time know you know, their first name or at least one mm. of the mutual friends and track her down on right. Facebook. I'm like getting the vibe though here that like Liz and Carrie like don't know about each other. Is that mm-hmm. I kind of okay. get the vibe that while Dave did say to both women, hey, let's keep it casual. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't specifically say and it's like, you know, I'm dating and seeing and hooking up with other women. Sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially to have mm. such a close, like, proximity in time and space between these two women, I, you have to assume, like, they don't know, right? Yeah, that's fair. Mm. So, we are now at November 2012. Carrie and Dave have been casually seeing each other um, for a few weeks now, and Carrie is actually going to spend a few nights at Dave's apartment because his place is a lot closer to her office where she works and she has a big project. So it's easier for her to get to the office quicker if she just stays at Mm. Dave's. So the morning of November 13th, 2012, Carrie leaves uh, Dave's apartment for work. A few hours after she leaves, Dave gets a text from her saying that she wants to move in with him. Oh. Yeah. And he's kind of like, um, this is weird because we agreed to keep it like super cash. So he's like, um, no. And she (laughs) goes off. She starts texting him saying, I hate you. I'm seeing someone else. Bloody, bloody, blah. And she's not happy. Okay. Don't love this for Carrie. Yeah. And this message is just the beginning of, as I kind of alluded to before, hundreds and hundreds of crazy messages, text messages, email messages, Facebook messages that go on for like two to three years. And these weird text messages and emails just start to roll in and do not stop. Okay. And Dave, at this point, is thinking, well, hey, dang, maybe I dodged a bullet not getting too involved with this one. Oh, Dave definitely dodged a bullet if you're texting (laughs) this man for two to three years. Yes. Yeah. That's a long time. I mean, that's stalker. That's Uh, stalker status. It is a whole situation. Like, I can't even deal with someone texting me, like, once in a day. Um, So the fact that... (laughs) You want to continuously do it for that long? Oh, wow. Yeah. It seems like a lot because she was not just texting him. She was emailing him. He was getting messages from her Facebook accounts. It was all kinds of emails. Was he like responding and saying like, leave me alone? For a while he did. But when you're so inundated, he kind of had to, you know, stop at a certain point. I I would imagine around, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe... A year or so, you're like, maybe I should just not, <laughs> yeah, not right, make right? this worse on myself. 
You're making this way worse. (laughs) Man. Uh. So, wait, so is Dave receiving the messages? Like, has anyone else heard from, like, like from Carrie at this point, or is it just Dave? Good question. So, Carrie's mom and her 15-year-old son also start getting text messages from Carrie saying, I moved out of state for a job. I'm going to make plans to come get Max. And they're like, what? And her mom tries calling her, but she never actually picks up the phone. And so they are very confused. They are very confused. They're like, this is not in her character. Okay. And they have no idea what's going on. But these messages, it's just they keep coming in. And in some of the ones that are being sent to Dave, it's really specific and really, like I said, stalker status. Like these Uh, messages sometimes say things like, I can see you. You're, you know, walking around your living room. You're doing this. You're wearing this shirt or that (laughs) hat. And yeah, scary. And some of them are very threatening, saying, I hate you so much. I want to drive a knife into your heart. So these are not just like... I miss you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. These are getting really bad. Well, and that's what I was like picturing in my brain. It was like, oh my gosh, I can't live without you. Like that kind of thing. Not, oh, I want to murder you with a knife. Like not what I was picturing at all. I know. So they get, they get pretty bad. Okay. And um, some of the messages also start mentioning Liz, Mm. the other woman Right. That Dave had been casually seeing, calling her a whore and saying you shouldn't be with her and then also threatening to kidnap Liz. Okay, so after the like these messages, Dave is getting these messages. Carrie's mom is getting these messages. Carrie's son is getting these messages. Liz and Amy, Dave's baby mama, also start receiving messages from Carrie. That is insane. Like, you're doing too much. I'm sorry. Like, if you, whatever the shit is happening, you're doing too Mm. much. Like, (laughs) you need to stop. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, think about it. You're you're consistently texting, and they're not, like, nice. Like, hey, what are you doing? You know, it's not, like, right? These, These have, I mean, I would hope that, like, it would take some thought to tell someone, I want to drive a knife through your heart. And, like, this is happening to not just one person. Like, there are several people receiving text messages at this point, right? Well, how did Carrie even get Liz and Amy's phone number? Great question. Great question. At this point, nobody knows. Oh, my god! They're not sure how sh- how the, they have the number. They And th- the other thing is sometimes it will come from different mm. numbers. Sometimes it will come from different emails, um, d- you know, different. And, and it, but they're all related back to Carrie. What the fuck? So, like, the emails will be, like, some version of Carrie's name. Like, they, it's it's totally crazy stalker behavior and it's not just focused on i mean it it is obviously focused on dave but he's not Mm. the only one getting messaged right it's impacting all of the everyone in his circle yeah man that's right 
So during the time of these messages, Carrie also starts missing some family events like birthdays, including her son's birthday, weddings and her dad's funeral. Okay, Mm. and even though she had previously told her mom and her son that she was making plans to, you know, quote unquote, pick him up, she never showed. She never showed up. So her family really start to believe that something is wrong because it is very unlike Carrie. And the family goes to the authorities and they report the situation. But when the authorities actually try to contact Carrie, they get replies back from her saying, I'm fine, leave me alone. Mm. Okay? And then, digging into into her background a little more, they find out that she was previously diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which makes the cops think they don't need to pay attention to the case. Yeah, I'm like, some they they think some people do just want to leave. Some people do just want to up and, you know, leave their life. Mm. And even though she has this diagnosis, her mom was saying, like, I mean, yes, she's lived with this diagnosis, but this is not, this is still not within Carrie's character. And mom's no best. Mm. Of course. Just saying. Yeah, facts on that. Well, and I also, because we talk about this so much on, like, on Crime Over Wine, right, about, like, people's normal behaviors and, like, the, like, like, the patterns that people follow. And, like, like, you're, like, you said mom's no best, but, like, it's really true that, like, if you're, like, the people who are closest to you are saying that this is not how you would act around this thing like you would not miss your son's birthday you would not miss weddings you would not miss your dad's funeral of all things right. like that should be a massive red flag to somebody right like right. I, I don't i have no right. idea where this is going i'm like hooked but like i am just like it just always blows my mind when like you have like the people absolutely closest to somebody like saying to police like hello like this is like there's something wrong here and they're just like Meh, like she has bipolar disorder like whatever i know it drives me insane because, I mean, Lord knows that, you know, if you have a diagnosis that, yeah, you know, the whole, I mean, the, the one of the underlying, you know, factors of a diagnosis is that it impacts your day-to-day right. life. But it does not define mm-hmm. who you are. Right. Okay. And it, it is always so, so frustrating to me whenever I hear about a case where police did not do their due diligence, did not look at the case seriously because they right. found out some kind mm-hmm. of diagnosis and they just assumed, oh, yeah, yeah, that person's crazy. So I don't need to pay attention. The The first thing that it makes me think of, like with what we're talking about, though, is one of those diagnoses is going to not... There's no rationality, mm-hmm. right? But it's the fact that the other one is going to come back for those mm-hmm. things. Yes, you will have an episode. Yes, you will have a moment. Yes, you will have a struggle, whatever it is. And maybe you need that time. Maybe you need you right. need space. You need to run away. You need to have that. But but a birthday, a funeral, right. you're not right. going to miss those mm-hmm. things right. yeah. with right. that. Right. So yeah. Yeah. there's sure. a difference. Right. Sure is. Taking a breath and moving on from the authorities not paying attention to what they need to be paying attention to. Um, People are still receiving these messages from Carrie. But then they start to realize no one, while they may be talking to her, no one has actually seen her physically. Okay. And so despite Carrie's mom filing that missing person saying, look, no one has actually seen her. 
nothing is happening. There's no investigation happening. And the only thing that they have are these messages. Okay. And at one point, um, like I said, they're not just text messages. They're emails. They're Facebook messages. So at one point, Carrie's son actually messages her on Facebook. And someone replies to Carrie, um, in, you know, from, from the Facebook. But Max was skeptical. He was like, mm, I don't know about this. So he asks three personal questions that only Carrie would know to prove that it was her. And he didn't receive a single response. Crime Over Wine is sponsored by BetterHelp. As someone who's used therapy for years, I know that finding a therapist can sometimes be a stress on its own. Juggling your full-time job, your family, your friends, your podcast, and trying to find the right therapist on top of that can almost feel impossible. That's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp matches you with a therapist that works for you on your terms. It's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to one of 33,000 licensed professional therapists in as little as a few days. And because finding a new therapist is a lot like finding a new bottle of wine, if you don't jive with your therapist, you can easily switch to a new one at no additional cost. You can get 10% off your first month of BetterHelp by going to betterhelp.com slash crime over wine. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash crime over wine for 10% off your first month. Join over 4 million people who decided to get help and get happy with BetterHelp. Hello, Crime Over Wine listeners. I am Rachel. And I'm Heather. We are the hosts of Like Mother, Like Murder. We bring you the good, the badass, and the crime. Each week, we bring you stories from missing and murdered to survivors and women who empower you. And of course, some mom talk sprinkled in. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts at Like Mother, Like Murder. And give us a follow on social media so that we can say hi. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, ladies, how is your wine tasting? I'm so, I've been like I've been back here like sipping away, so I feel like I like maybe I should start off this time because because I've like feel like I've probably had more opportunities to sip and stuff. I am really so y'all know like listen, Rachel and I were right here, right? Like we love yes. gold reds here, um, and oh, especially yes. cabernets, and so I am really enjoying the boldness and yes. the redness of this wine. Nice. <laughs> nice. When yeah. you first brought it up, the first thing I was gonna say is, I mean. I was just wondering how far your uh, wine has gone down. Like, <laughs> how empty is your bottle? <laughs> um, we are almost done with the first glass. Oh. Um, so, oh, I'm actually okay. Well, not no. Okay, let's just like re- let's just like pour another glass because why not? Because Rachel's gonna call me do out. It, do it. We'll make that a little bit taller just for Rachel. Thank you. Well, I have to say, even though I am not, I mean, I think my palate is, you know changing and maturing so i have Mm. been getting way more into the reds um i'm still not at the point where i'm like yeah merlot 
hit it up or or what's the one my husband really likes it's like the deepest darkest rap. like i'm like whoa, whoa. no i can't do it. like a tempranillo whoa no, that's, that's tempranillo. just a bit much for oh, me yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but i have to say what i am what it makes me think of because if i'm remembering right the last time we were on we had a blackberry wine right it was a wine with like blackberries mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i remember spilling it all over my floor <laughs> having my husband help me come clean it up in the middle of the recording so i i'm loving this because i feel like it's... i do remember that that did <laughs> no, not make the cut that of the that episode was, y'all that but that scene. did happen and there are getting some real behind scene. the scenes stuff um, that's for sure. scene. but i'm i'm getting those blackberries and it's it's making me like just like, you know, like we mm-hmm. said, like you were saying, the experience, it's making me reminisce. And I'm just, right. I'm very much enjoying myself. Right. <laughs> I love yeah. that. All right. Well, let's get back to the story. I'm, yes. y'all, I, we were just talking about this during the break. I am like hooked on this case. I can't wait to see what happens next. So we need to, like, let's roll. Like, I know, like, I never thought I'd say this. Enough wine talk. Like, let's get back to the crime. So, well, the good thing is, is that as I talk, you can drink more wine. Uh, <laughs> that is good point. <laughs> The bonus, the, the perks. So, you know, things things started happening November of 2012. So here we are in January of 2013, several months into Carrie's messages. Something new happens. So I have a question. So so where are we in relation to, because the Carrie's messages, were, like I thought were happening for like a year or two, right? Not at this point. So total is what she was saying. Oh, okay, like, okay. It, it does go for a little while. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Dave reports that he sees Carrie's car parked at his apartment complex. Police search it, but don't find anything except a fingerprint that they don't have a match for. That just blows my mind in itself. Yeah. Like, how is there her car there? How long has it been there? Okay. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. Questions. Mm-hmm. Lord. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. For several months oh, after this, there are no other breaks in the case. Only the messages continue. And Dave and Liz have actually started at this point with everything going on. They have started to kind of rekindle their relationship. Because they were bonded over getting the weird text from Carrie, apparently it used to happen to where they would be hanging out. They'd both be sitting there, hanging out, eating dinner, watching TV, doing their thing. And they would both start getting these crazy texts and emails from Carrie. What? Yeah. Like, were they connected at all? Do y'all know? Like, were they, were they like, was it clear that she, like, knew that they were together? Sometimes, yes. <gasps> yeah. Uh, that's spooky, yeah. spooky, spooky, yeah. spooky, spooky, and stalkery, and super yeah. like shivers. Yes, not for like sure. That. And the fact that that's something that like rekindled that and mm-hmm. and brought them closer because of everything that was going on, right? And then to have to sit there through that and and receive things while you're together, no, thank you. Right, I would lose my shit. Let me tell you, um, August of 2013. Nine months after anyone has last seen Carrie in person. What? Liz's house. Nine months. Nine months after she was last seen. Liz, her house was set on fire. And Dave gets another text from Carrie saying, I am not lying. I set that nasty whore's house on fire. I hope the whore and her kids die in it. What the hell? I was not expecting any of this, y'all. No, this is, it is 
wild. So straight up, house on fire. So there is no other evidence related to the fire. And on and on it goes until 2015. That is a long ass time. So two to three years later, Dave changes his number and moves. Wait, okay. So wait, wait, wait. so what like what led to him moving? Like I don't like that that's what I don't I don't fully understand that. He he from what I understand, he literally was just like, Okay, I'm done. And he decides there's nothing else keeping him there. After all the messages he decides and to all finally, that. After yeah. all the messages, after all of the drama, what he's the like, hell? okay, I'm going to go ahead and change my number and I'm going to move. Now, I understand maybe not being in the position to move right away when sure. this kind of shit is happening. But changing a number you can do like in yeah. 10 minutes online. Like right. it's like, like he easily could have done that. Right. Yeah, go to the Verizon but store. I, I, I mean, who? Mean, Exactly. I mean, who knows why he 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 took like two three years to do it. Yeah. Um. But he did. Yeah. I almost wonder though, because like here, like because I get this vibe from Dave, right? Like, I like almost wonder if there was like a little part of him that liked it. Honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. not to like victim blame me here at all, but like there, like guys like Dave, I feel like almost kind of are like turned on by like a, like a woman who like w- like by like all the attention all like the because you know what he gets to do now yeah is he gets to go to a bar and say yeah and he right. gets to talk to his buddies and he gets to say guess what man yeah right i i was seeing this girl a couple of years ago right. we only hung out a few times and that girl's obsessed with me yeah. look at these messages she right. sends me right. nonstop every day all day i can totally see that being yeah. You know, a thing and also the fact that it kind of bonded him and Liz, which I, you know, I mean, no offense to anyone that this is your situation, but we have to remember that trauma bonds mm-hmm. are not always the best. True. And, you know, like if he like if he is like trying to continue his relationship with Liz, you know, like it's something where he's like, well, this is what bonds. Us, right. So I don't want to like fully let that go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, how, how'd you all meet? Oh, well, my ex girlfriend um, set her house on fire. Um, you know, like <laughs> not one's not a missing, good start. one's house on fire. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 For real. Um, For real. So the the way that my brain works, and and I think it's really funny because you know Liam talked about this at the beginning of the episode. We did Darley, and one of the things that we did about or did during Darley was we kind of like uh, argued both sides. And that's mm-hmm. what I like to do the most is Fair. argue both sides. So you guys talk about it in that sense. But I talk about it is in the sense of like, what if he was a people pleaser? What mm-hmm. if he was that person that truly was like that? Maybe that's why he never told the other person. And he only he only left it as, you know, I'm just casually dating instead mm-hmm. of saying like, I'm seeing so and so because he didn't yeah. want to like hurt feelings or he didn't want to step that. on toes. Yeah. And then later when this is happening, he sees her hurt. So he's trying to console her. Like he's trying to be there for her. And then he's also trying to like experience all this. So that's where my brain goes yeah. of like, sure. what if it was this kind of. Yeah, uh, situation as well. I see yeah. that. And I can also see like because she hasn't I mean, she has the messages from Carrie have been threatening. Right. So what right. if part of him is also saying like I need to kind of keep this 
almost like keep this going mm-hmm. so that the threats don't turn yeah. like you know really bad yeah. right yeah. i mean she already set somebody's house on fire like right. who knows what else she could do right and that, that was where my brain went to of like i wonder how much like dave is encouraging or like you know right. complying almost a little bit right like, you know yeah. um yeah. with this to a certain extent like i would imagine there's a little bit of that going on too for sure right for sure but so we do have like a whole ass fire going on here and so like we have like we have a whole like stocking case we have a whole like arson case like i need to know like where is like like what are police doing where's this investigation stand because there has to be like a lot going on at this point compared to what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode right yeah it does seem like in the beginning there wasn't much i don't want to say there was nothing but it doesn't seem like much was going on right so after all of this time now like this is when investigators actually start digging into the case thank god i mean Mm. how many years have to go by before you apply yourself there's two detectives and what they do is one works the case as if she's alive and one one works as if she isn't alive that's genius first that is kind of genius. i want to say i think that that is like pure genius to go from those dip- different angles uh they eventually decide that she isn't alive because she hasn't used her checking account i mean money's important but at the same time i mean you can have cash right is that is that the only only reason to decide that? Um, I would want to know how much was in the checking account, though, because if there's like hmm. like several thousand dollars in that checking account and it hasn't really been moved, like okay, but if there's like like if it's my checking account, and it has seven dollars. Right, that's a problem. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, I, I could see how you True. could just like leave that behind, though, right? Like and like you know go like you know so start using cash like change your name open your a different checking account a different name so that if i go missing p- cops actually think that i'm really missing because i need that checking account money <laughs> so with all of this they start looking into the messages that are being sent to liz because they think it's weird that she should be getting messages from carrie because seemingly they didn't know each other right so why is this happening in the first place Right. Mm -hmm. Except for that one chance at the beginning of the episode where they walked by each other, that the very, very brief moment where they walked by each other in the hall outside of Dave's apartment. Dave is their only connection. And they were both only casually dating. Casually dating. Right. Which apparently both parties agreed to. They both said that it was fine, which, you know isn't usually the case one person has more feelings than the other no matter what and carrie had only been seeing him for a few weeks around the same time liz actually goes to the authorities saying that amy the baby mama is harassing her and that she thinks that it's been her all of these years sending those messages wait 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 wait. hold on wait but so does she have like reason to believe it's not carrie like in any way shape or form besides the fact that she's like no one's seen her right i you know i don't know because i mean looking into it from what has been talked about so far no one has seen her there's been no activity money wise based on her checking account um her car is still there it's not like she up and left with her car she's just texting wild stuff. She's not responding. She's not showing up to these things. I don't know. Uh, Okay. Continue. (laughs) Continue. 
at one point, Liz actually makes a 911 call, right? Makes a 911 call saying that she had been shot in the leg and that she thinks it was Amy. So not only is she, she saying that she thinks that Amy's been doing this, now she makes this call and is saying she thinks that it was Amy. The detectives start working with Liz and they start digging into the digital evidence that they get when they ask to download the info and messages and stuff from Liz's phone. I, you know, looking into this and, and talking about this instantly, I'm like, I, I know that everyone's do, like Carrie's in, in the background and then there it should be the forefront, but Carrie's on mind, right? But why are you all of a sudden so into this and doing what you need to do yeah. on this part, yet you so didn't true. do it before? Yeah. Is mm-hmm. I guess what I'm yeah, so the true. point I'm trying mm-hmm. to get to. Yeah, a whole woman, her whole house is burned down and like two years passed. Right. And then all of a sudden you're interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. But but they do. They They ask to download all the info and the messages and stuff from her phone so that they can start doing what they need to do. So during this investigation, they ask Liz if she has any more evidence on Amy. And they told her that if they were going to be able to arrest and convict her, they needed certain information. And she is like, okay, I can get that for you. And she comes back with emails from Amy, where Amy is basically confessing to the murder of Carrie. Crime Over Wine is proud to support Emancipate. Unlike episodes of Crime Over Wine, veterinary care shouldn't be a mystery, which is why Emancipet is making vet care affordable and accessible to everyone. Emancipet is a nonprofit organization that operates an ever-expanding network of low-cost veterinary clinics in neighborhoods across the country, offering discounted and free vaccines, flea and tick treatments, spay and neuter surgeries, and much more. Learn more and support Emancipet's mission at emancipet.org. So, as Rachel explained, investigators start working pretty closely with Liz, trying to, you know, crack this case. But little does Liz know that since the investigators started up the investigation late as it was, they suspected Liz. So, like I said, they thought it was very weird that Carrie would have targeted Liz. I mean, they barely knew each other. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they start looking into this relationship and they start looking into Liz and start digging through all of the digital evidence. And like we mentioned, this is 2012. There's plenty of digital evidence to find. And they had already actually, you know, pulled the info from her phone and. What's so frustrating is they had done that two years ago, and that evidence Mm. had just been sitting there, okay? Mm. Back in 2013, investigators had actually taken Dave and Liz's phones, and they had brought them to and downloaded all the information because all the messages were coming in, and they were like, what is going on? But they finally bring it to an analyst to look through the digital data, I am raising my hand. I just want to make it very clear for any investigators, any law enforcement, any whoever, like if you guys need someone to go through the messages, if you guys are too busy doing the real work, I mean all of it's real work, but if you guys are busy doing other stuff, give me that information. Let Hire me right mm. now to read these messages and look into this stuff. I'm not even joking. Like, I am all about it. Mm. And, yes, I 
will crack the case. I just want to point that out. So yeah, she it does kind it. of blow my mind like the time lapse here. Like that's really one yes. of the things that is truly like getting to me. Is that just like a weird mystery in this case, or are we going to get an explanation to that? It is honestly. I mean, it is not, it shouldn't be come as a surprise because we've seen it before. Right. Where shit just sits Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, you know, investigators are inundated with other cases, maybe that are higher profile, Um, you know, things get, you know, lost in a storage room, Um, systems go down, what have you. Sure. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's definitely one of those situations where they just kind of it was just sitting. Yeah. But luckily, luckily, they finally got it to an analyst who looked through all of the digital data and they find some very, very incriminating evidence. They find photos of Carrie's car. They find 20 to 30 fake email accounts written in Carrie's name and they find a picture that had been previously sent to Dave of a woman tied up in a trunk. And then they confirm that this picture that had been sent to Dave was taken with Liz's phone. I'm like, the, it's a, a, so, so we're, so we're from, so to be clear, just a recap yeah. here, right? So, Carrie set Liz's house on fire. That was, like, a confirmed thing. She definitely did that. Am I right about that? Hold. Hold that thought. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to Liam you right now. Hold that thought. Well, that's, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the implication is that, is that, Carrie, is that Carrie set Correct. Liz's house on fire. Right. So, and then Liz says Amy actually killed Carrie. And then now we're back to Liz now, who may or may not be involved in some crazy shit. Correct. So either Dave has some, like, really bad taste in women, or <laughs> one of these three women are in some or Dave's real deep crazy. shit. That is a Fair. really good summary of what's been happening so far. <laughs> well, as long, because I feel like this one's so fucking wild. It is right, wild. Though, right? Like, I'm, like, because, so I'm, like, like, as long as I'm, like, like understanding you how are. things are are playing out at right, the current right. Moment. You I'm are, cool. and and also remember too, like you you are remembering this be- correctly because like also like Liz supposedly was shot by Amy. So like what is right. what is right. going on? Yeah. What is going on? So detectives also look into that too, and and they thought it was definitely suspect um, because the day before Liz is shot supposedly by Amy, she told the cops that Dave's gun was missing. And when she tried to say it was Amy who did it, the cops look into it, and Amy has a solid alibi for the time of the shooting. Okay? And when they were, quote-unquote, working with Liz, and they asked, you know, can we get your phone? We need to get the information um, from it so that we can put together a case against Amy, who supposedly shot you. They find, like I said, all of those fake email accounts. And stuff that they, they kind of already knew. They knew that there was the fake email accounts. But then they find an app on Liz's phone that lets you schedule when messages are going to be sent. Oh, I forgot about the part. Okay. Is it starting to come together? <laughs> starting to come together? Yes. Okay. Um, and you remember when they told Liz, hey, we need more information if we're going to arrest Amy for for killing Carrie and shooting you and doing mm-hmm. all this cr- 
crazy stuff. They were kind of setting her up. So like they told her, hey, look, we believe you and we want to we want to arrest Amy, um, you know, for for Carrie's murder. But we need X, Y and Z. And then when Liz comes back, she has the exact info that they're asking for in these alleged emails that she had gotten from Amy. And on top of that, these emails include really, really specific details that only the killer would know. Okay. So it's all starting to lead towards Liz. And so what they do is they, they actually find other evidence implicating Liz in Carrie's murder. So remember, they had found Carrie's car in Dave's apartment complex, right? Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. 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 It was three years ago, and they had it, you know investigated but apparently they did not investigate it very well because when they go back and recheck out the car again in 2015 they find blood stains yeah oh that, what the fuck I oh know. come on now i know these I know. people this didn't investigation do their was horrible was horrible yeah and if you remember, they did find a fingerprint at the time, but they said they didn't have anyone to match it to. But now they're able to match that fingerprint to Liz, which furiates me. Oh, so shit. this furiates me because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, at this point they know that, okay, Liz, okay, they know that obviously this is centered around Dave. They know that the right. car was found in Dave's, Apartment right. complex. So what do you do? Yes, you take Dave's fingerprints, but you also fingerprint the people who are in and around his right. life, which at the time right. would have included Liz. So why right. they they said we can't find a match is so frustrating to me because it yeah. could have all been solved back in January of 2013. So can you remind me? So when so at what point in this timeline are we talking about with this car? So the car. OK, so the car was found in January of 2013. OK, which is about okay. which so is about early. like two, three months. Right. Yeah. November is when the last time anyone saw Carrie alive. Right. And we know that it's still in time enough where like Liz and and Dave had been together right even if they had been casual and broken things off he had seen her in the time that he was seeing carrie so it just it's it's it to me to me it shouts just like lazy investigation oh yeah, yeah big time oh my god yeah big time yeah um, so they have the blood scenes, they have the fingerprints that's matched to Liz, and then they, they also search Liz's, um, one of Liz's tablets, which I, I remember correctly had been like in a storage unit or something like that. And they find deleted images of Carrie's decomposing body. Mm. Yeah. So now they have what they need. They arrest Liz. And she actually ends up pushing for a bench trial, which for those of you who don't know, this is when it's you don't ask for a jury. You ask for, you know, it's just a judge kind of reviewing everything and not a jury. Oh, well, Liz is kind of fucking stupid, um, <laughs> if we're being honest. I, I was going to say, is that based that on the bench I mean, trial or is yeah. that based on every other thing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, true. <laughs> Well, and then they, for whatever, not only Liz is 
is Liz stupid, but her lawyer must not be that smart either because they think it's all circumstantial evidence. They think that Liz's fingerprint in Carrie's car with blood stains is just circumstantial. They think that finding pictures of on Liz's tablet of Carrie's body is circumstantial. It's like, okay. I mean, yes, it's true. They do not have a body at this point. Okay. And we know, you know, from our previous experiences in true crime, sometimes when there's no body, mm-hmm. it is a lot harder. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but that evidence is screaming screaming out loud what has been happening and Liz Goliar is convicted of first degree murder and second degree arson. Oh shit. Yeah. Cause if you remember yeah. correctly, her oh, yeah. house was set on fire and it could not have been Carrie because she had already killed Carrie. This bitch set her own house on fire. Oh shit. Shit. Oh, because she, yeah, because the, so, so, yes. so Carrie went missing in November of 2012. Right. Right. Wait, also, can we like rewind a little bit here? So, so nobody is really like looking for Carrie though, right. all at the same time. Right. Like that's kind of concerning to me. Right. It's so concerning. No, like, no one is yeah. looking for her because, and I mean, I don't want to hinge it all on the fact that police were like, oh, she has a diagnosis of bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to hinge it all on that fact, but like, I mean, it's a contributing factor. Definitely yeah. for sure. And cops are just like, oh no, you're getting right. messages from her. So she can't, right. she can't possibly be missing. Oh, fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. Man, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, okay. Yeah, yeah. So so she is convicted, and she's sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, um, finally, in 2017. And remember, Carrie went missing in November of 2012. So five years later, five years later, so Man. she had stabbed Carrie to death in her own car, okay, Hence why there was blood in Carrie's car. Hence why Liz's fingerprints are there. And then over the next three years, they calculated that she sent 15,000 emails and up to 50,000 text oh messages God. posing as Carrie to That's crazy. A, cover up the crime that she committed. And, I mean, if you think about it, to also get closer to Dave. Right. Everything yeah, was right. kind of centered around Dave and Rachel said it. This woman was like she was committed. I mean, you got to give her that right. much because besides all those emails and texts, which they said ended up being like 40 to 50 hours a week. So it's like her full time job mm. has been sending these yeah. emails and text messages. But she burned down her own house. <gasps> Which luckily, her kids were not harmed, but there were several pets, which, Mm. bitch, were harmed when her house was burned down. And then remember, she shot herself in the leg. Oh, yeah. Man, what? For all for Dave? I mean, and for Dave. I mean, come on. Dave, who are We've you? We've talked like, about who this are before. You, Dave? I can't remember in what context, but like, it can't be that good, Liz. It cannot. Be. And nothing is so good as to shoot yourself in the leg. Wait, so so did they ever find Carrie's body, though? They didn't. 
unfortunately. Oh, my God. They didn't. Because Liz and her lawyer were like, hey, this is all circumstantial. They, she she didn't try to make a plea deal <sighs> or anything. So, unfortunately, no. They never found Carrie's body. So, so were the pictures, like, of her, like, in her car? Is that what I'm gathering? Yes. Like, like, yes. So they oh, had the a picture. Mm-hmm. They had a, a, a picture of, um, that had been taken on sick Liz's bitch. phone of a, they, what they saw first as a, a, just like a woman in the trunk of the car. And then they also did find pictures later of, like, Carrie's body like being kind of in a in a decomposition state like kind of later on so you assume that like she She went back yeah it kind of took a while for her to like find a place for the body or something like that so gosh yeah but it's definitely one of those cases that is i mean Uh, other than the fact that it's absolutely crazy you know it's not um you know, more often than not, those convictions can't come through without a body, but they were able to do it in this case. Um, thank mm, goodness. True. Thank goodness. Um, um, because they had those pictures. Um, and if yeah. I remember right, they were able to confirm that it was Carrie based on like a tattoo that was in um, that was in the picture. So, mm. you know, they, they knew for sure oh, man. <clears throat> that it was her. So get tattoos, folks. That's the that's the moral of the story here. I think. Yeah, probably. In 2020, the Carrie Farber Memorial Scholarship was established to keep Carrie's memory and her legacy of kindness alive by supporting students attending Iowa Western Community College in pursuit of a career in information technology. The scholarship page says this, Carrie Farver was a vibrant, talented, and caring person. Her friends and family remember her courageous spirit and love of life fondly. Although Carrie's life ended abruptly, her indomitable spirit lives on in the hearts and minds of those who knew her best. And now, Carrie's passion for helping others is celebrated in the form of a scholarship fund at the Community Foundation for Western Iowa. Each year, the scholarship will benefit an information technology student studying at Iowa Western Community College. I do love that. I'm very happy that they do that. It's like such a, you know, like that, but that's, I mean, we talk about it a lot on, um, on like Mother Like Murder, where people are able to take these incredibly tragic and horrible situations and then just really try to you know do something good yeah yeah and i mean and everyone who listens to crime of rewind will know that we talk about that you know Mm. so much you know about you know taking these cases that are you know entertaining and wild and like twists and turns and all that stuff but like actually doing something good with them right and like you know and and you know sharing them because not because they're crazy and not because they're interesting not because they're entertaining but because they are you know they will hopefully you know prevent someone from falling into the same line Right. right like and the, I mean, that just like and that's what I really think about, like when I think about like, like, you know, like starting a scholarship in right. the name of somebody who was mm-hmm. like tragically murdered. It's like it's really all about like getting their names back out there, like, you know, it, like trying to, you know, grow somebody else up to, you know, to, you know, fill the void yeah. that's gone now that Carrie's gone. Right. Yeah. I mean, man. Yeah. So, and I also, like, I also think about, like, about, because we were talking about at the, the beginning of this episode, right, about, like, Carrie had 
a, a child, yeah. right? Yep, Multiple Max, children yeah. or just one child? It was one. Max, just one. he was her, a teenager when uh-huh. his, his mother went missing. And, um, you know, I can't even imagine the, ugh, just the absolute. I mean, it's hard enough being a teenager. Yeah. And then when your mother goes mm. missing under these types of really mysterious circumstances. And then you have, I like. I have to believe that he, like, because, I mean, like we said, he was already kind of suspicious. Like, this seems so weird that he was suspicious enough to, like, test whoever was on the other end of those messages. Like, if you're really my mom, you would know the answer to this. So I would, oh, my gosh, I would really hope that he believed in his heart of hearts that, like, my mom wouldn't just up and leave. Like, something sure. happened to her. Well, and mm-hmm. wouldn't set mm-hmm. someone's house on fire. Yeah. Either, too, right? Like, yeah! like, Liz, like right. accused her of doing all this crazy right. crap after Right, right, right. And if I remember correctly, I think I read somewhere that he did follow in his mom's footsteps. And he kind of continued on in information technology and kind of like that IT oh, world. Um, and like you said, just kind of, you know, not that um, you can ever fill a void that of a life that was taken too soon but that he can do something um that his mother you know would definitely be proud of yeah in her memory yeah Yeah. and that's that's really all that matters right i mean and at the end of the day it's like you know regardless of how horrific a situation is it's all about how you grow from it it's all about what you do after every bad thing that's ever happened to you man and they still haven't found carrie's body i know that part really hurts my hurts my heart um i mean the only thing i remember reading is like you know how i said them when (laughs) when they were like oh we need more information from quote-unquote amy and she came back with really specific details um you know they they did have details about uh, like in the emails that were quote unquote from Amy, there were some details about mm. how, you know, the, the body had been um, kind of disposed of in dumpsters, like around the, you know, so unfortunately I don't think that at this wow. point, oh, wow. I know frustrating. That's horrible. Yeah, for sure. So wait, so, so, Dave, though, so again, just to recap this whole thing about this whole weird love square, yeah. right? Like, so Dave originally was with Carrie. He no, originally was was with Amy. Was Amy was Amy. his baby mama, right? And then right. he, him and her split. He decided to try the world of online dating. He actually did meet Liz first. Okay. Was casually okay. dating her, and then met Carrie and started casually dating her. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And then decided fuck this and like up and just like left the whole situation. Was like I'm not dealing with it. Well, but but he eventually like Carrie disappeared and was sending him all those messages and stuff and was with Liz at that time though, if I remember correctly, right? Correct. He was still seeing Liz when they were both receiving quote unquote now allegedly Carrie messages. <sighs> yeah. Man. I know. Man, oh man. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't even like we could probably be like dive like dicing this all night long. Um, let's not do that to be crystal clear because we <laughs> definitely could, and I don't want to be here all night as much as crazy as this case no. is. Um, so I will just say that I am so glad that I had you both do this because this was such a rewarding experience in terms of like like hearing this whole thing. Wild case. Thank you both so much for coming on and talking about this. Um. 
for a variety of reasons, first of all, for my own personal benefit, but also more importantly <laughs> than anything else of just like sharing, you know, Carrie's story because that's for important. Sure. Um, so thank you both for coming back on and sharing that with the crime vineyard because we all are a lot better for what you guys just talked about. Yeah, I think that, you know, sharing Carrie's story for for her and for her family and for her, everyone who knew her is so very important. Right. And it needs to be out there because this, it was something that, who knows what, to me, it wasn't taken seriously in the beginning. Sure. And maybe things, I mean, obviously things couldn't have been different like done differently like it should have been done differently right. the investigation right but it wasn't For sure. right right but the fact that so maybe we couldn't have had a different outcome mm. with this but we didn't have to wait so many right. years right true for those people that were were wanting answers and needing needing that you know closure right in that, in that so true kind of thing you know so that hurts yeah, yeah. that hurts it's, it's um, delayed but, moving on for a very long time right right exactly. right exactly but we're so happy to be here with you and yeah. i mean i know you love when you have us <laughs> um but we love being here obvious? we love being oh here gosh. yes 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 um you know we we thoroughly enjoy it a hundred percent and we are so happy to be a part of you know of the crime, crime vineyard of it is the crime it is the vineyard. best the crime vineyard yes Yes. Well, tell everyone, for, you know, the new members of the Crime Vineyard, tell everyone where they can find you and your work online. So like you had mentioned before, when you first heard from us, we were wine time. We are now like mother, like murder. Um, you can find us at like mother, like murder anywhere you get your podcasts. We are like mother, like murder on TikTok and on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We are on Instagram, like Mother Like Murder, but there's all of those underscores. So like, underscore, uh. like, underscore, <laughs> like, mother, underscore, like, murder, underscore, all of the stuff. Right. So, Well, we will tag you guys in all the posts that we're going to talk about for this for this episode. So go look on Instagram and you'll, for to save you guys some time. Well, thank you. It's, it's such a pleasure always talking to you guys at any given moment, um, especially on this podcast. So thank you both so much again for coming on. And thank you all so much for listening. We are going to put all of our sources on our website so you can read everything for yourself and probably come up with a few theories too. And if you are just loving this podcast and are just looking for a way to tell everyone and anyone about it, the best way to help people discover this podcast is by leaving us a five-star rating and a review wherever you are listening right now. So enjoy your Thanksgiving and your holiday season, but make sure you are following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also following Like Mother Like Murder on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're wondering what we have in store for you next week, here's a quick sneak peek. Hello, everybody. It's Liam. And I'm Travis Cummings. Next week, I am stepping into the crime vineyard, and we're talking about an infamous case that shook college campuses across the country. We'll tell you what happened to Samantha Josephson. We sure will, but you will have to wait until next Wine Wednesday for that story on another episode of Crime Over Wine. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.